Hello and welcome back to Sassy and Sweats. I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend and I'm going to go ahead and jump right in. So it's kind of been on my heart lately about thinking about homelessness. And so I just, if you are struggling with feeling overworked and underpaid, give me a hell yeah. <laughs> so I feel like if, if now more than ever you can't kind of put yourself in the mindset of how someone could end up homeless, I feel like you truly um, you know, should count your blessings. Um, you know, be grateful because if with everything that's been happening with inflation, minimum wage staying where it's at, um, you know, difficulties finding jobs, all of the things that are going on right now, if you haven't really felt that very much, um, again, just consider that a blessing because I feel now, like more, now more than ever, um, it would be easier to see how somebody could end up homeless. And so I know for me personally, also just looking at the mental health side of it, a lot of times the people who are living on the streets don't have access to proper health care and medication. And so sometimes that can be overwhelming and scary for people because they're like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with that person? They're crazy. Um, but they might not have the medication that they need or things to just, you know, they don't have that support system of getting the basic needs to live off of. And so then you also have to think about just once you're on the streets, how that would affect your mental health and all that, all that you would go through on a daily basis in that life, as well as all the challenges that you're going to face, um, potentially being in that world. And so I think a lot of times people can look at a space and be like, oh, that's overrun with homeless people and oh, that's super scary or whatever, but kind of trying to understand maybe why those people are there and how difficult it is to get out of that situation as well. It's not just so easy because a lot of times there are people who are homeless who work multiple jobs and I feel like now more than ever, like I said, is when you're not increasing the minimum wage, it's not livable. Like our, our um, cost of living right now is so high. Like for me, okay, so another thing that's kind of brought up a lot of this with me is because I've been looking at how much apartments cost and where we're at in Texas. I mean, Texas is still on the lower end compared to most states right now because I've also looked in other states and we're talking like studio apartment is still around a thousand dollars as pretty average. And then when you're getting out of state, still like these, you know, several hundred square foot apartment studio apartments are getting close to fifteen hundred two thousand dollars which is insane to me because I even think back maybe a little less than 10 years ago maybe like maybe nine eight years ago when I was in an apartment that was around um twelve hundred dollars and it was like 800 some square feet it had vaulted ceilings I had you know it was in a gated community it had a pool like it was in a good location and now to like see that the the bare minimum costs so much and I'm just thinking about you know how, how are people living that's my question I'm like how are people living right now um the other thing is like struggling to find jobs because as we all know 
they want you to have experience. Well, they you can't have all this experience and work for such a low wage because again, it's not you can't live off of that um, paycheck. That's it's just crazy. And so I can see just how some people are working to stay alive. You know, we were talking about the uh, Lauren and I were talking about the um, working to live versus living to work. And I think right now a lot of people are being forced to live to work and it shouldn't be that way. And what are the things that we can do to change that as a society? Because I feel like, um, you know, at this point, normally something's given a little bit and instead it just everything seems to be on an upward trajectory except for um, people's pay in compensation for the work they're doing. I think another thing that can be frustrating too is when you look at certain jobs and how they pay comparatively because there's times where I'm like, oh yeah, you know, you want to know your worth and you want to ask this much money for what you're doing and then you're like, oh, but this person makes this much for this job. But then you'll go to something else that's like completely unrelated that they get paid really well. And so again, it's kind of like, where is the... Where uh, it's like there's not something that regulates that, I guess, because, you know, again, looking at education, you have people who are doing all the things. And then if you leave education, even though you know that you are such a qualified person that can do all these things, once you get out in the real world, it makes you feel like you don't like it feels like you don't have that worth because people aren't valuing what you bring to the table which is the same thing like fighting for salaries and stuff like that but then you have somebody and I'm not saying anything negative by this at all but then you might have somebody who is running um, is like a general manager or a manager in retail or in uh, the food industry that doesn't have to have a degree that is making just as much if not more than you and so it's kind of like where where is the value being placed and why aren't we looking at things like that across the board um, instead of just within the industry because again I think about that also with mental health and social workers and all the people nurses people that are doing these incredibly important jobs that aren't receiving the pay that they should and then you have other people again I'm not saying that you that these people don't deserve the pay but it's like why why do they get paid more is it because of this is me you know like political is it because of capitalism is it because this is where we place our emphasis is you know on food and going out and spending money and buying things in retail and and all of that as opposed to the things that would actually take care of us and make us better and healthier and not so reliant on things like the government see I don't even this I just feel like I'm a whole different person now that I'm like all talking about government and politics and things but I mean it's just really some food for thought about like I've just been more of like questioning the whys because why wouldn't we want to help people with their mental health? Why wouldn't we want them to help them with their health? Why wouldn't we want to get more people off the streets? There's always things behind the scenes and other ones that are so obvious that are, there's areas that are benefiting and there's people higher up that are benefiting and there's industries that are benefiting. You know, you have <laughs> big pharma, but you also, I mean, when you looked at the opioid, opi- I can't say it, <laughs> opioid crisis in the U.S., and you think about, like, different drugs right now, we have fentanyl, that these, in order to 
keep that demand so high, they have to keep people pressed down. Um, and then again, you know, keeping people below the poverty line, it's, it's keeping that control and having people um, suppress their voices, not be able to vote, all of those things. So I did not expect to get so political, like I said on this, but that's just kind of my stream of conscious right now with all of that. So, um, I did run across, um, on BuzzFeed of all things, like a list of, um, submissions from people that had lived on the streets of things that they either had advice or things to think about. And I think there it's, it's interesting to look at because some of it, I feel like you, you maybe wouldn't realize. So I want to read through a few of those. Um, one of the things that, uh, came up a lot was, um, sleeping with you take your shoes off but you put your shoes in your sleeping bag or you put them in your backpack like underneath you with your arms in your bag like basically making sure that anything that you have is something that you're holding on to because people steal that stuff when you're sleeping and um, taking your shoes off like I said is one of the things that they say that you do um, dumpster diving they say if you pair if you find an, a pair of of nice shoes or clothes or whatever it's not your size that you leave them neatly by the dumpster for the next person a lot of it's like helping each other out and trying to find people um like people who you trust that aren't going to turn their back on you um don't beg on somebody else's corner if they're already there um try to find people you can trust and stick with them because they said a lot of times it's like if one person was able to you know receive something or they were able to make some money they would take care of each other so it was like whoever was doing well in that moment would help take care of each other um looking out for each other everybody's struggling um taking your shoes off while you sleep like I said sleep with your valuables in your bag because the people will steal them same thing with like your phone it says to like sleep with your phone down your pants so if somebody was robbing you then they they wouldn't find your phone um and if you do have a friend to sleep in shifts so that somebody can watch while you're sleeping, um, which, I mean, it, think about that. Like, just think about sleeping. You can't ever fully relax. Like, imagine what that would be like to not ever be able to, like, fully relax to get rest because you're worried somebody's going to steal something. They're going to do something bad to you. Um, you know, they could kidnap you. They could rape you. They could, you know, put you into trafficking. There's, like, so many different things that could happen. Um, respecting your elders, the people who've been there the longest. One thing I did find interesting too is, you know, when you're thinking about some of these people that are having to live on the street or in a shelter is they do care if you're just running away from home and you don't have a real reason. So this person said, if you're trying to run away from good parents and are underage, we're going to make sure the police find you. There was a 15-year-old kid, and after talking with his friends, we heard no reason for him to be running away. It was just like teenage angst. They said they made sure the police took him home and left his cell phone number in case he ran away again. So it wasn't like he was at home being abused. It wasn't, you know, like something bad was happening at home that they needed to get away from. Um on raining and sewing nights a ticket for trespassing is better than being found dead in the morning that's another thing I'm sure like people would get annoyed with the fact that you know there might be a homeless person somewhere and then it's like but really that could be a life or death thing for them to be in that space and so you know kind of thinking about that anytime even if they're not religious 
to accept and never turn down anything that a religious group or family might offer. Um, and then, like I said, just because somebody was homeless, that says they didn't mean that they didn't work two jobs. They worked about 56 hours a week at a gas station between two stores and then did um, sold papers on the streets in the morning. Um, when they fight, that's another thing is like getting in fights is you're not going to have the cops be able to come and break up a domestic disturbance. Um, if you get into a fight, like y'all kind of have to work yourself out and you also don't want to get on people's bad side because you do all have to share that space. And then of course, things with hygiene. Um, another example they gave of a place to go is the library because there's AC or heat internet. Um, but there's places that you can stay and use resources without it seeming too out of place for you to be there. They talk about um, not being able to trust the police, um, sometimes struggling with mental mental health agencies actually being able to help them the way that they need. Um, protect your identity. It says don't sell your ID. Seriously, some people want it, so don't give that up. And then this one's another one that, like, if you haven't thought about it, but it says if you're female and it's late in the fall, winter, early spring, Wear a men's padded jacket, sneakers, sweatpants, and a wool hat. Make yourself as masculine as possible. Don't sleep on roadsides or alleyways. Find a rooftop with somewhat of a difficult entrance to navigate. Always give the illusion that you're a small man or young boy. You'll be left alone more. Like having to think of things like that just because your appearance that you could be taken advantage of. And people see what they perceive to be a homeless young female and they think drugs and mental illness. They also think victim and sexually exploitable. For this reason, you must do all you can to not appear homeless. I'm sure many people also, when you picture homeless, you're picturing people that are living on the streets, but that's not the case. You're, you know, there's people living in homeless shelters, and you have to think of that as like a community living with the basic necessities. And a lot of the homeless shelters are full or have certain criteria. Um, for you to be able to stay so it's not just like a, you get to show up and you have you know a, a, a home-cooked meal and like a nice place to stay so um, you know and then you have people that have families or that are trying to get away from bad situations and maybe their only family was being abusive or you know uh, whether that's sexually verbally emotionally um you know, or other bad things that are happening and they have to get out of the house and that's literally their only option because the only people who should be helping them are the ones that have turned against them. Homelessness has been on the rise since 2017, so it's experienced um, about an overall increase of 6%. And the unsheltered rates are extremely high. So even if you do have the government trying to help with some of that, um, you know, there's still so many people who are not receiving the help that they need. If you look at a map of the United States, I feel like the highest areas with homelessness appear to be on the west coast and then up in the northeast. And, you know, one of the things that you have to take into account is those are just highly populated states, but also, you know, thinking about if are there any specific things that can be done to help those populations and again you have people who 
are people of color who always get the short end of the stick. And you have, you know, people with different gender identities. And, um, you know, you have your marginalized populations who are consistently not being served and not being supported. Um, the highest, the five states with the highest percentage of homelessness is California, New York, Florida, Washington, and Texas. And like we said, you know, it counts for about, you know, 50, a little over 50% of the people there, but, you know, they also have higher populations. Um, but some statistics I did find interesting um, is that we have 22% that are chronically homeless individuals or they're people with disabilities who've experienced long-term or repeated homelessness. 6% are veterans. 6% are veterans. And 5% are unaccompanied youth under the age of 25. So these are very vulnerable people that we are not taking care of in our society. And so just, you know, all of this, I think it's good for us to be aware of some of those facts because, again, I think out of sight, out of mind sometimes. And if you had a job where you were just getting by and then you ended up getting laid off and then, you know, you filed for unemployment and you're looking for jobs and then you couldn't find it and you're just, again, trying to get by with that bare minimum and you're, you know, you don't have a car and you're having to use public transportation and you're not sure where your meal is going to come from, you know, just what your daily, you know, you don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. And especially if you're trying to support a family, I know it says that like a lot of the people who are unsheltered are um, individuals who are alone. I think it also makes it in- easier to understand why people in poverty sometimes just have to do what they have to do to survive. And so sometimes, you know, things that you might not think are acceptable you might have to do if you were in the same scenario and I think it makes it a little bit more understandable whether you condone what they're doing or not Um, I think it just makes it like I said it's more understandable for why people do what they do because they're just that's the way that they know that they can survive and or support their family and like I was saying earlier now more than ever, it's kind of, you know, with the cost of living and everything, it's pushing people to rely more on the government, which, you know, as much as you may not want to do that, it's kind of giving people those options or you do end up out on the street. I think I say all this aid to create awareness and, you know, help you to maybe think about some things that you haven't before or relate to people or you know just again think about things that maybe haven't really crossed your mind in depth and you know the idea earlier of helping out people when you can if you're doing well help other people and maybe at some point you might be struggling a little bit and somebody will be there to help you or you've experienced that and you know how impactful it can be I know I sure as heck would not want to be living on the street with this 100 plus degree weather or when we have the really bad winter storms or when you know if you're somewhere and there's a hurricane or a tornado and you know you you have no shelter from the elements 
I'm sending you sunshine with a nice breeze, beautiful rainbows, and and just, you know, beautiful white fluffy clouds, <laughs> whatever else you want to see, some flowers, butterflies, ladybugs, whatever it may be, <laughs> and whatever will just light you up and put you in the best headspace for the rest of this week, and I will talk to you guys next time. Stay sassy, friends.